You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Today, we are talking about what in the world are functional movements. I mentioned this at least once on the last episode. And if you follow me on Instagram, this is definitely not an unfamiliar phrase to you, but I use it so, so much. And I am most definitely going to be using it a lot more on here. So it is super duper important for you guys to know what exactly I mean when I talk about this. And I have a freebie for you guys. So stick around to the end so you can hear about what it is and how to use it. I have linked it in the show notes. So getting into talking about functional movements in some ways, I'm not so sure how I feel about the word functional, because honestly, so many things can be considered functional because it provides you with a function, even if it's technically not a functional pattern. Sometimes I like to call these instead of functional movement pattern, I like to call them basic movement patterns because they are the basics and you need to have them as your base before you go on to anything else. And every single functional movement pattern has a basic form. And you need these as a base before you do anything else. I know some other trainers like to call them foundational movement patterns for the exact same reason that I like to call them basic movement patterns. So let's talk about what these are. They are squat, hinge, lunge, thrust, push, pull, and carry slash core. These are all patterns. So when I say squat, I mean it as a squat movement pattern. I don't necessarily mean traditional squats in themselves. Yes, the traditional squats fall under the squat movement pattern. However, if I say squat movement pattern, that doesn't necessarily mean the squat itself. And the same thing goes for the hinge um, and the lunge. So if I'm talking about a lunge movement pattern, it can include the basic lunge, but that's not all that it is. So no matter what program you are on, I do not care who it's from, but it better have all of these movements within balance. If it doesn't, I would be very suspicious about this person's expertise. So let's go through them one more time. And then I'm going to give you some examples about how they show up within your life. So one more time, they are squat, hinge, lunge, thrust, push, pull, and carry slash core. 
So let's start with the first one, the squat movement pattern. Some examples of a squat pattern would be obviously the squat, basic body weight squat, back squat, barbells on your back, front squat, barbells in the front, um, Bulgarian split squats, traditional split squats, step-ups, um, lateral lunges, it's a little bit different of a movement pattern from the lunge itself. Those are all squat patterns. You mimic this squat pattern in your everyday life. One example is sitting up, it's not sitting up, sitting down and standing up. That's an example. Next, we have the hinge pattern. So hinge means that your hips are being pushed back. If you want to do a hinge, you can think about someone karate chopping you at your hips and your hips pushing back as your torso leans forward. Some people get this a little bit mixed up. They do it incorrectly. And instead of pushing their hips back as they lean forward, they only lean forward, which just totally throws off your center of balance. It puts a lot more stress on your low back than in your hamstrings and glutes. And that is not what we want with a hinge. So when I say hinge, it means you are pushing your hips back as you lean forward, because if you are bending, if your hips are pushing back, your torso has to lean forward. So it's not necessarily about your torso moving forward. It's more so that the torso is moving forward as a byproduct of the hips getting pushed back. So some examples of what a hinge pattern are deadlift, suitcase deadlift, RDL, kickstand RDL, single leg RDL, good morning, kettlebell swing. Those are all hinge movement patterns. You perform this movement pattern in your everyday life when you load and unload the dishwasher. Also, if you drop something on the floor and you need to pick it up, you are performing a hinge. You're basically doing a version of a deadlift. That's right. Next, we come to lunge, lunges, um, step-ups. Um, those are both examples of lunges. And honestly, depending on how you perform some squat patterns, it is almost like a lunge pattern. Like sometimes I group squat and lunge patterns into the same category because there are so many different variations of all of them depending on how you perform it, because there's not always one right way, depending on how you perform it, it could honestly be either or. So you do lunge patterns in your everyday life when you go up and down stairs. That's a lunge pattern. You're already doing it. Then we come to thrust. And this is more of a new movement pattern, something that you've seen probably more popularly within, man, do I want to say even 10 years? It's probably been around, but I just didn't even pay attention at that point. Um, but it is relatively new. Like if you were to look at body bodybuilding or lifters from the seventies, eighties, even nineties, they've got squat deadlift lunge. That's it. There's, <laughs> you will not see anyone hip thrusting at the gym. It is a relatively new movement designed to isolate the glutes. And I believe that this is such a functional movement because it counteracts all of the dysfunctional movement that we do every day. Think about the sitting, all of the sitting that we do every single day, sitting in our chair, sitting at the restaurant, sitting on our couch, sitting for dinner, sitting while we're driving, sit, 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 sit all the time. And if you think about what position, 
is the lower body in when we're sitting. The hip flexors are contracted. So that's the muscles like right in the front of your hips, like put your hips on your hip bones, then move slightly down. Those are your hip flexors and kind of some surrounding areas to that hip flexors are there. Those muscles are shortened when you sit. Um, so we, if, a if your body is in a position for an extended period of time, it thinks that it needs to adapt to that. So your body has got really good at sitting and not good at other stuff. So you need to basically make it really good at the exact opposite thing, which is a hip thrust. You are stretching out your hip flexors and engaging your glutes, which is the opposite of sitting. Those are hip thrusts. Um, there are different variations of thrusting. So there's hip thrust, single leg hip thrust, uh, glute bridges, single leg glute bridge. Kettlebell swings are super similar to thrust as well. Some people even group hinge and thrust in the same category because they're so, so similar. You guys, I have to take a minute here because I have some major news. I have created the dream program for any beginner to intermediate lifter out there. I'm going to be your coach for up to a whole year inside my year-long membership, Strong with Estelle. You can sign up for month to month, or you can enroll for the full year. Inside Strong with Estelle, you will have all your workouts mapped out with videos, written descriptions, and a place to track your progress. No matter your level, if you're working out at the gym or at home, you want to work out for two days or six days, this program has you covered. But it doesn't even stop there. I totally understand how hard it can be to stay motivated when you don't have a community of like-minded people to share your struggles with. When you're confused about things like how much more you should try to lift, or if you should work out when you're sore, how to fuel before and after workouts, or if your form is even right, I've got you covered. Strong with a Cell is not only a workout program, Strong with Estelle is a community of women who are in the same shoes you are in. Having a community normalizes your struggles and also helps you see how you can overcome them and become the unstoppable person you truly are. You're going to receive access to the 30 plus video lessons, which will be growing, in which I teach you everything you need to know as a beginner to intermediate lifter. You'll even get discounts and optional one-on-one -on -one sessions with me every single month if you feel like you want that little bit of personalized support here and there. Everything you ever wanted in a fitness community is finally here. I put the link in the show notes so that you can get your name on the wait list and getting your name on this list means that you are in line for discounts and early access. You don't have to do anything except put your name on that list. More details will be coming soon, but I promise you this is going to be the best program on the market for any woman wanting to learn and gain confidence with lifting, get stronger consistently, and be a part of a community of like-minded women, and also nerd out a little bit as I break down the exercise science stuff within the lessons. Get your name on the wait list. Now we move on to push. So push has two different sections. There's um, vertical push overhead, and then there is horizontal push, like directly in front of you. Some examples of vertical pushing movements would be things like shoulder press, 
overhead press. Um, you can even combine it with lower body movements. Like if you are doing lunges and you're holding something overhead, that would be a lunge combined with a vertical pressing movement, um, just in an isometric way. So you're not really moving it. Um, you perform overhead pressing movements in your everyday life. When you are putting things away overhead, you're putting a book away overhead. You're putting a plate of a plate, a stack of plates or some cups away overhead. That's an overhead pushing movement. Then we come to horizontal pushing movements, pushing in front of you. Some examples of this would be uh, push up, chest press, bench press. Those are all horizontal pushing. You do this in your everyday life like when you are laying on the ground and you need to get up. That's a push up. That's literally a push up. <laughs> Uh, then we come to pulling movements. So just like with the pushing, we have the vertical and horizontal pull is the same way. We have vertical pulling overhead and we have horizontal pulling in front of us. So we'll start with the um, vertical pulling movement. So that's things like pull-ups, chin-ups, lat pull-downs. Those are all overhead pulling movements. You do this. This is not as common in everyday life, which is why I think this is especially difficult for people in the gym. Like why a lot of women can't do pull-ups or if men don't practice pull-ups, they're not going to be able to do them either. Um, because we don't do this as much in everyday life, but I don't think everyday life is functional. <laughs> It's not how it's meant to be. So it is going to be a bit harder, but think about like when, if you have the kind of curtains or blinds that you need to pull down to open them up, that's a vertical pulling movement. So that's the exact same pattern as if you were supposed to do a chin up or a pull up or something like that. Uh, then we come to horizontal pulling movement. So pulling in front of you. So that's basically any kind of row variation, rowing with a cable, rowing with a bar, rowing with dumbbells, an inverted row. So when you're holding on to a bar and you lean back with your feet on the ground, pull yourself towards you, um, or you could use a TRX, um, lean back, feet are still on the ground, pull your body towards the TRX. That's um, a horizontal row as well. This is just like opening a car door. This is just like opening a drawer. Those are uh, horizontal pulling movements. Lastly, we come to carry and core. Now, some people um, call this or incorporate into here rotational movements, but I think that we need rotational and also anti-rotation, flexion, extension. The core has many different areas when the core is not just your abs. That is a very small part of your core. Your core even includes your diaphragm, the muscle that helps you breathe. It includes muscles in your back, even some muscles that cross over into your hips. It is 360 around you. That is your core. So we need to think about bending our core forward, extending our core, moving our core from side to side, and also resisting movements in all of those directions. So this is things like planks, hollow body holds, dead bugs, contralateral limb raise, um, side planks, hip dips. Um, I feel like I could go on all day. Um, Russian twists, uh, farmers carry. Those are all examples of core movements. We do this in our everyday life. Think about when you have a bunch of groceries, they're on the ground, you pick them up and you walk. 
You just did a deadlift to pick your groceries up off the floor and then you walked with them. That was a core movement. If you were carrying a bag in one hand and you're having to keep your torso stable, you're doing anti-flexion right there, anti-lateral flexion. If you have a bag in each hand, one kind of counteracts the other, but you're still having to stabilize yourself there. So that's an example of how you would do core movements in everyday life. Also just sitting and standing. If your core was not engaged while you were standing, you would literally just flop over. <laughs> you would literally flop over. Um, if you get a lot of lower back pain when you are sitting, if you spend a lot of time sitting and you have low back pain, your core probably isn't engaged. So if you had a stronger core, your back probably wouldn't hurt as much when you were sitting and standing for extended periods of time. So, whew. That was a lot. Good thing this is recorded so that you can continue to reference it. But I hope that it gave you an understanding. Maybe you won't remember every single little thing, but I hope that it helped you see that these movements that you're doing within workouts or that you see in workouts are not just random or like, oh, lunges help with clods, lunges help with glutes, um, overhead press is good for shoulders. Yes, it's good for those things, but it's honestly just good for life. This is not just to tone a certain muscle. This is to make your life easier. This is to make your life better. Our life was meant to be so much more active than it is now. And even when our lives are active, we typically take part in a lot of repetitive movements that strengthen one part of our body and forget about another, which does not bring a balance to things. We need well-balanced workouts to balance out our body because our life is not very balanced. So that kind of leads me to... What I was talking about in the beginning, the freebie in the show notes, I have linked something called my health foundations workbook. And in the beginning of this, so you're more than welcome to obviously use the whole thing, but in the very beginning of it, it's all I'm going to talk about. There is a workout builder. It comes with a little quiz that asks you about what kind of equipment you're comfortable with. Um, how much time you have, what you want your goals to be with exercise. I think it's like a four to five question quiz. And then depending on the outcome of that quiz, it tells you which workout program template is best for you. So you go and find that template. It's right after the quiz, get that template. And then there's going to be however many workouts is best for you, depending on the result of your quiz and following that template that you receive. There's a series of exercises under all of the groups that we just went over now, all of the movement pattern groups. So squat, hinge, thrust, push, pull, carry, um, Lunges in there too, but you know how I talked about sometimes squat and lunges combined, sometimes hinge and thrust is combined. So some of those things are combined in there, but you will find all of like a bunch of different exercises for each of these patterns underneath the, that little section. And you basically just plug an exercise into the template. And then you'll also see a little box on recommendations for how much weight to use, um, reps, sets, all that good stuff. So I highly encourage you to go ahead and download that. Also, please keep in mind 
that I am not your personal trainer unless you have hired me to work with you. The advice that I give you on here is for educational purposes only. I hope that you will take this information, look into it more deeply, and apply it on your own terms. The information I share is a result of my own studies, research, personal opinions, and possibly the opinions of others. What I share is not medical advice. Please work with a practitioner, or if you'd like to receive more personalized advice on exercise, lifestyle, and or behavior change, please check out my services page on my website, send me an email or a DM on Instagram to see how we could potentially start working together. See you next time. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.